Welcome to the Hunter's Quest podcast. This is your host, Hunter McWaters, and I'm here again. It's been a long time, but I'm here again with uh, Josh Kirchner, the dialed-in hunter. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a minute since we since we linked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen you around and, and talked to you quite a bit, but um, man, the last time we did a podcast was like, man, maybe like close to two years ago, like kind of close to when I was first starting out. Yeah, I think it was a couple of years back. Yep. Nice, man. It's been a minute. I feel like, uh, like you said, we've both like remained in contact, but I feel like both of us have been so busy uh, jumping on a podcast that's kind of, you know, flown under the radar a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't have a ton of return guests, um, but, you know, as I'm kind of getting to know folks a little better and stuff, and I don't know, I just figured, uh, and uh, we we talked, like I said, we talked a few times lately, so I just figured it'd be cool to to jump on another one, man. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So we were just talking about um, you just got back from vacation. Where'd you guys go on vacation? Oh, we went to uh, San Diego. <laughs> oh, nice. Went 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 and did the the like San Diego Zoo and uh, oh, cool. Sea World, the beach and everything like that. And the kiddo had a blast and it was, oh, yeah. it was a nice break away from, from the, um, everyday hustle, you know? So, oh, yeah. 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 So you, you're kind of right in the thick of, um, I'm sure doing a lot of writing. You're, you're doing a series, a YouTube series about like the road to bow season, I think, is that what you're calling it? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um, editing some films. So yeah, what it just, I mean, in your words, what have you been up to lately, man? I have been, yeah, just all of the above, man. I, I feel like I uh, I oftentimes wish there was like 29, 30 hours in the day because I feel like <laughs> there's just not enough time to do everything uh, that I want to do, <laughs> you know? But yeah, no, I got, I've uh, been working on films, trying to do the YouTube thing. Um, Road to Bow Season has got a really great uh, response, which has been pretty cool. Like, it's not... Like if you've watched any of my films, like I, I definitely try to uh, ear on the side of quality, um, you know, and trying to tell a story. And the road mm-hmm. to bow season is just like super raw, man. It's it's just nothing fancy. It's just yeah. me showing you all these things that I'm doing before archery season, uh, from just practicing at the archery range to maybe I have an issue with my bow and I need to take it into the pro shop and I'm going to walk you through that and just all yeah. that stuff that. Uh, that I do that really goes unnoticed. Like there's so much, so many things behind the scenes that people don't Mm -hmm. realize, Yep. you know, and they just see a hunting film at the end of everything. (laughs) I know, man. I'm, I'm with you there Um, too. I'm freaking tinkering with muzzle loaders. I was testing a pack raft in my pool last week. Um, just (laughs) like so much stuff, man. Um, and like, I, I want to, I always feel like, Oh man, I should like document this and, but it's just then then everything takes twice as long and it's like I need to cite in this muzzle loader. I don't really want to make a video about it. You know what I mean? It's like so sometimes yeah. you just gotta do stuff. But it's really cool when you can kinda let people in behind the scenes too, because there is a lot that goes into it. I mean, you know, and it's it's amazing that we get to do this stuff for, for work, right? Like I get to, I get to go to the rifle range and like hey, I I'm working right now. <laughs> like I gotta e right. scout and that's like I have to do that. Like it it almost seems like you're not working sometimes, but uh if you don't do that stuff, you won't have the film at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You got it. There's a lot of moving parts to everything and not, 
I mean, just like hunting in general, not even talking about the, like the filming thing is a whole nother layer of, mm -hmm. of, of, uh, I don't want to say crap, but kind <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> um, uh, but just talking about hunting, if you like really are, uh, in the pool of you, like, you want to try to be successful almost every time you go out. Um, there's a lot oh, that yeah. you need to do, man, in order to try to button that stuff up because in the field, there's only so much you can control. Mm -hmm. So all the stuff that you can control, I think it's super important to try to take advantage of that stuff and not be in the field and be like, ah, you know what? I should have went to the range that one last time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or practice this one thing or gotten this, you know, spend a little bit extra money to get this part that I needed, you know, just like all of that stuff, like don't go into the field with any open, like any chinks in the chain. Um, and I think, uh, at that point you're doing everything you can. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you go out there and you give it your all and you don't fill a tag, that's one thing that's just, that's hunting that happens. But if you go out there and it's your fault because you know, you let your equipment go to crap or you weren't, <laughs> didn't have your fitness dial you know what i mean like if it's something you can control you should definitely do that 100 percent. yeah yeah there's uh the fitness thing is interesting like that's always that's <laughs> kind of been like a a constant journey for me you know and there's so many different levels of um extremes that people will go to mm -hmm. right like you've got the people that are running every single day, you know what I mean? Marathons. And then the guys that are really into lifting and everything like that. And, and yeah. I used to uh, drink the Kool-Aid on all of that. And I, I mean, I still kind of do, I like working out. It's a, you know, another one of my passions, but uh, at the end of the day, nowadays, because time is so limited, um, I find myself, okay, what do I need to do that is going to benefit me the most for hunting? Yeah. Right. And, and just for overall well-being, right. And, 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 and like what I enjoy to do, you know? So for me, um, I haven't been to a gym in years. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of just stopped going to the gym. You know, I, nowadays I'm doing a lot of trail running, uh, mm -hmm. because I enjoy it. And I think it translates really well to the mountains, right? Like oh, what yeah. better way to prepare for hiking up and down mountains than running up and down mountains. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you just uh, can't replicate like, no, you can get close, but you cannot replicate just rucking up a hill in the gym. I mean, you can't No, Yeah. The, like the stairmaster is great and everything, but like, then you're not dealing with uneven ground, that mm -hmm. rock that rolls when you step on it, just like all that stuff, the heat, the cold, everything, yep. you know, there's so many variables. So like just throwing on a pack with weight on it and hiking up and down a mountain is pretty valuable oh yeah you know so that's what i that's what i find myself doing because it's the most efficient way for me to stay you know in shape for the things that i love to do yeah same with me like i i it's been a journey with me too i used to be really overweight and like in terrible shape so um you know i, I do crossfit but at the same time and i think that's really good for like being metabolically fit and so like that, but I also, you know, like to mix in the longer runs and the weekend and stuff. Cause you don't want to just do like all fast pace, like sprint style and lift it. So you gotta like really get diversified. But then as the season gets closer, you know, like I said, I, I just like to throw on the, uh, the old pack frame with, I put about 75 pounds in there. Cause that's usually about what I'm carrying with camera gear and stuff and, and go hit some Hills. It's a little tougher for me. Cause 
I am in a better area than I was last time you and I spoke. I was in the complete coastal flat plain, nothing. I'm still, I'm a little bit closer to some hills, but still like, I don't know, still can be like a 45 minute to an hour drive to get to any kind of decent hill. So, um, but you got to mix that in there, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to, man. Uh, a lot of people get, you know, I, I was speaking to a, uh, a friend of mine, he does like some, um, like targeted personal training type stuff for, for backcountry hunters, you know? And he was telling me, I was like, you know, just kind of drilling them a little bit, you know, like, well, what about like, uh, like the, the lifting weights thing, like bench pressing and everything like that? Is that, he's like, well, uh, when do you see yourself just like pushing yourself up off the ground? I'm like, well, yeah. that's a, that's a fair, that's a fair point, you yeah. know? So, yeah. so it's like, I, I used to like doing that stuff and I still will do it every now and then, but like in terms of like hunting, it doesn't, yeah. necessarily translate the greatest mm-hmm. <laughs> right? no. you know? so uh it's not a you know and some some of this stuff you know i find myself doing old guy workouts too man you know you get older and you find yourself you, you uh you learn about your body a little bit i'll hang go in my backyard and i have a pull-up bar and i'll hang and just hang, like my okay. back will pop ah. dude and like that has helped a lot with uh just like um pain you know and mobility you know, doing, doing these like workouts that are not, uh, AKA, uh, flashy, right. you know, they don't get a lot of press like yoga. You did yoga a lot with my wife and stuff, yeah. you know, like doing stuff Mobility like that. Super benef- oh, it's dude. Yeah. Super beneficial, man. Especially, you know, uh, I mean, call people might argue with me on this, but like, I truly believe that yoga is massively beneficial for spot and stock bow hunting. Like, dude. Yeah, I, I sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say I um I was out in your neck of the woods a couple years ago in Arizona and I was doing that archery hunt and um yeah, that exact same thing came into play um mobility and I was with I was with Brian and he was he was telling me like um you know, you look like an old man when you're stalking because you do have to be able to like get low and if your back is super tight um, it does make it harder. And, um, and I've even seen like, like footage of myself, like stalking and I'm like, wow, I look like an old man. Like I can barely bend over, but yeah, the mobility is an overlooked piece that is, is really big. Yeah. I was, (laughs) I was stalking this really big mule deer buck probably 10 years ago and, uh, just stalking along, you know, he was with, we, we have the, um, the benefit of hunting the rut here with our bows, Mm -hmm um in arizona and he was with a bunch of a bunch of does down in this in this bottom and i was kind of trying to sneak up over the edge to see down in the bottom and i'm sneaking along and uh just like almost in slow motion i just started falling over because i didn't like (laughs) i said had the balance you know and like of course i fall over and then all the deer just run out of there it was just (laughs) you know everything was up after that you know and it was just like a funny lesson to be like you know what i i like doing some of the it may not be like uh sexy to do these workouts right but um it's it's it pays off you know like doing stuff like planking and and just like like crawling like that type of stuff Mm -hmm. that really translates really well like your balance like a bosu ball and everything like that is that's that's gonna help you yeah um so if, yeah, I just get a chuckle out of that. I, that buck is still in my mind. Yeah, and that's, starting me, away from me. 
because he <laughs> fell over. Yeah, and for me, like, I don't know, it's it's weird because I used to be, like I said, I already said it, but, like, I used to be, like, I mean, if like, technically by the numbers, I was obese. And so uh-huh. I don't know if it's because of that or just my body type, but I can gain weight insanely easy. Like, like I can put on like five to seven pounds in like a weekend. Like if yeah. I'm not like active every day and like pretty careful about what I'm eating, I start gaining. Like it's just, it just comes on really fast. So, um, you know, being that I was there at one point and like not wanting to get back to that point, um, I, I gotta be really just careful with it. And I'm just kind of an all or nothing type person. So it's like, yeah, if I'm going to exercise at all, I'm going to go pretty hard, but there's a balance there too. Cause you can also hurt yourself. Yes. Which is another <laughs> reason I kind of got away from like the weights and like squat. I know like squatting and deadlifting are like beneficial for you, like, um, like your chain of mobility and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I just kept, I kept getting hurt, man. I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Like there's better ways, to, there's better ways that I can like exercise my legs yeah. and my back. Or you're stuff, trying to so. like hit a PR or like, you know, outlift the guy next to you in the gym. And like, that's great if, you know, if you want to be a CrossFit athlete or if that's, but if you're training to go in the mountains, um, you don't want to, you can't hurt yourself. I mean, that's, no, I'm paranoid about it. Like I'm like, I want like maniacal dude. Like almost to the point where like, like the week before hunting, I like, I won't work out. Yeah. Cause I like, I don't want, I don't want anything to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit, I need to like check myself a little bit on that. Cause I, and I'm starting to get older too. Like my wrist is starting to get a little funky, dude. you know, like, ugh, I don't know. Dude, I know I like the, and it, it gets even, it gets scary, man. You know, you get older mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you feel like a pain you didn't feel before, you know, or experience yeah. something like that. And it, and it, uh, it kind of checks you, Yeah, you know? And you're like sitting here editing for like eight hours straight, your wrist, like being like this Uh for that long, I'm going to get one of those vertical mouses. I was at a buddy's house earlier and he had one and it's way more natural. Have you seen this? No, I have no idea. It's called a vertical mouse. It's literally, it's, it's set up like, so you can just have your hand like this. No way. It's, it's way better. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds sweet, man. Yeah. I, so I was a, uh, that's funny. You mentioned that about sitting down so long, man. Like I was a, I was a roofer for 15 years. Oh, wow. And, um, so I like always, always in pain. Like that was, I was used to it. You know what I mean? Like hard labor. When I stopped doing that though, uh, I was like, oh sweet. I'm not going to be sore anymore. You know, (laughs) that was not right. Uh, cause now I sit a lot. Yeah. And, I'm like, I'm not doing, why am I sore? I'm not doing anything, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, be- but it's because, because it's like you're the not complete epi- op- <laughs> Yeah. That's why like, it's a <laughs> totally opposite end of the spectrum. You're, you're sitting there and like rusting away. So yeah. like now that I'm sitting here so long, I have to be like very intentional about, okay, I'm going to get up tomorrow at four 30 and I'm going to go to the, the trail and I'm going to do it, get in a run. You know what I mean? Like I need to like do that stuff and not be le- like, you know, lackadaisical about it because mm-hmm. like when I was roofing, I was, I was very active. So like if I missed some workouts, it didn't really matter because I was doing stuff already, but now totally different story. So yeah. Yeah. I, um, last year for spring bear season, I made the horrible mistake of driving to Idaho from Virginia and oh, nice. 
Yeah. It was um, – the hunt was very physical, very tough. Uh, my body was fine. But after I drove home and I sat for like 12 hours straight, three days in a row, it was like I had injured myself just from sitting that long. Like my yeah. feet and legs were swollen. Uh, of course, I was eating crap food the whole time too. And, you know, oh, yeah. but it was just uh, – it was like going from super active, physical, like nine days straight to literally sitting on my butt for like four days and eating junk food. And like I, it took me like months to recover from that. <laughs> Dude, I I hear you, man. Like I do those long drives too. Not not as long as that, but um, <laughs> and you get caught in this like gas station food uh, kind of cycle. Yeah. Um, a lot of those truck stops have like a like a, a Burger King at them or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. And I have I have noticed like I feel awful, dude. Like like when I just like don't I don't bring anything with me, and I just say hey, I'm gonna grab this, I'm gonna grab that. So now I started bringing my, like, I have like a little cooler with me, yeah. little bag. I bring, you know, pre, kind of pre-make some meals here and there, just some, brings, bring a little bit better snack. So I don't find myself wanting to pull over to Taco Bell. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And that had, that's made a big difference, man. Uh, because Absolutely. I think also there's this thing where like, at least for me, dude, like I, when I go, you know, you say you go hard, you know what I mean? You go in for like eight days or something like that. You're just depleted, you know, and you cannot mm-hmm. wait to just like get an ounce of grease in your mouth, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, totally. That, that I have a tendency, like that will continue for a couple days after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or you're like, oh, oh I just God, burned no, like, like so many calories. I can just eat whatever I want for like a week. And then like you're like, you, you like come out of that hunt having gained like 15 pounds and you're like what is happening yes yes <laughs> feel like garbage you know and, yeah. and i realized like i i find myself feeling um because i i feel like i'm pro i'm pretty like cognizant about what i bring on on hunts with me on backpack hunts because i'm i'm trying to hit a certain calorie mark you know because i've been mm. i've been there where i didn't have enough calories and it mm. just i'm bumming food off of buddies and stuff like that so i'm a little more cognizant there um, so I find myself eating like pretty good on hunts. Okay. Is it, which, so I feel good. Right. right. And I'm active like pretty much all day. I feel great. And then when I come home, I just turn it into sludge, you know, cause yeah. I'm just like, give me that pie, give me that burger, <laughs> give me that burrito. It's like everything, you know? Like, so, so I yeah. used to be soup. Well, I used to be pretty healthy. I guess more and more so lately, I've been kind of sneaking in like a Snickers here and there, you know, and like the backcountry sure, food, sure. and like, oh yeah, there's definitely a balance there. Like I went on a, <laughs> I went on a hunt this year. My camera guy was, you know, he's like twenty, twenty two or twenty three or something, and he literally ate like a case. I'm not kidding, like probably fifteen Butterfingers, and like Whoa. probably like around ten Snickers or something. Like he was just eat like breakfast would be like a Butterfinger. Logan, if you're listening, oh I'm calling you out, bro. Um, <laughs> but you can get away with that. I can't – I mean, I'm not used to that, so I, I can't do that at all. But And I don't go that hard. But I feel like lately I've been, like, a little more, like, lax. I don't know. Maybe I was just, like, buying the – maybe I was just drinking the Kool-Aid of, like, the, you know, super crunchy, stealthy hunter stuff and just, like, I can only eat fruit leathers when I'm in the backcountry. But now I've been, like, eating Kit Kats and stuff. Not a lot, but I don't know. Are you a snack guy? Like, a, do you throw some morale snacks in there or do you eat pretty clean? Oh, Oh hell yeah, dude! Like I, I throw <laughs> snacks in. You got to man. Like you're out there. I but is it like food, is like, it like sea salt, dark chocolate, or do you like throw in a Snickers? 
<laughs> no, I throw in a Snickers. Nice. Like, I, like I throw in it. Like, for dude, I'm serious. Like, everything else in my in my food bag is pretty good. Like, I do yeah. like, um, like Lara bars. That's like mm-hmm. that's a clean bar. Uh, um, Heather's Choice makes some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Packaroons, and I I love her new meals especially. So I eat that. Yeah, some of her new breakfasts are fire. Dude, yeah, and 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 even some of the the older recipes that were revitalized, mm-hmm. um, really good, man. The shepherd's really, pie that's, one. That's all, that's all. That's all I've been eating lately. Yeah. Um, the shepherd's pie. So, if you add, I this year I took the shepherd's pie and dumped in a powdered bone broth and a little extra salt. It takes it from like a seven to like a twelve. I need to remember that. That's because that sounds. <laughs> it was that good. sounds awesome. Yeah, no, but, but yeah, no. But other than that, I try to keep most of the snacks pretty pretty cleanish. Uh, but then, you, dude, for dessert, I there's a Reese's or something in my food bag for <laughs> after you. dinner because you Thank know what you. I mean. Because like you got to you got to keep a smile on your face. Like I think yeah. like food, like keep the morale up. Like something little like that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel the same way about coffee. Like coffee just makes mm. me happy. Yeah, you know, sitting there drinking a cup of coffee while I'm glassing, that just like boosts my mood no matter what happened the day before. And even just like so, the act of getting out your thing, boiling the water, you know, making it, it's yeah. just kind of like something to do. Also, yeah, yeah, you can, it's like, like a look ritual. forward to it. Like mid morning, I'll make my little cup of coffee. You know, yes, yes, I like in the darkness near my tent, you know, via headlamp, like sitting there boiling and and making my coffee and sipping coffee and looking at the stars. I like that. Mm. Um, and if I didn't have it, like I've done, I've tried to do some dry, you know, menus here and there, like no coffee either. Mm. Um, and it's just like, I didn't like, I was fine, but I didn't enjoy it as much. And I'm like, dude, you're out here grinding, man. You like bring some stuff with you that that's going to put a smile on your face other than the hunting. Yeah. You know, so I think you wake up early and drink your coffee by the tent and kind of have like a quiet kind of moment before you go. I love it. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. So, so what I like to do, like my, my move, if I can make it happen this way is I like to camp, like when I'm, this is, of course I'm talking about backpack hunting here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to camp like pretty close to my glassing spot. Yeah. Um, and I think by doing this, it's just a more efficient way. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a big hike in the morning. I'm never late. Um, waking up right there. I, sometimes I'll just walk to the glassing spot and make my coffee right there. Yeah. Um, but that's what I like doing, man. I like, I like getting up early. It's the same thing I do at home. I get up before the sun at home, go downstairs by myself. The house is quiet. Everyone's sleeping, make my coffee. You know what I mean? Get to doing my thing. Yeah, me too. I I wake up about an hour before the family, and I gotta have that like alone time for me. I you know pray a little bit, meditate, read the Bible, but just having that time in the morning to kind of recharge and just kind of because especially when you're a dad and stuff. I mean, that's kind of your only time. (laughs) It is, dude. Yeah, it is your only time. It is, and and that's important. I started. I learned, dude. When I when my when my kid was first born, I was hit with this like. you never truly know how much time you have until you have a kid. And what yes. I should, and to clarify there, I should say, you never know how much time you had before you had <laughs> yeah. the kid. Right. Like you, you pe- people that don't have kids. Oh yeah. I don't have enough time. That's I, I I'm calling you out. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Right. You know, oh because gosh, yeah. you have a kid and all of a sudden it's like, you're trying to pull time out of 
all different sorts of places. Mm-hmm. You know, I was when you know, I remember getting up, I was getting up three o'clock, three thirty, so I could write before she woke up at seven thirty, because when she wakes up, there's no way I cannot I cannot write like with noise. Yeah. I can't do it. And just like, have I can that like edit. that like inner guilt of like uh, like I should be playing with my kid right now or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm the same way with editing. Yeah. It's and it's tough working from home too with kids because like I'm convinced my kids think I'm just like playing computer games all day or something. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to my son like if you want to have money to eat and stuff, daddy has to work. And like when I'm upstairs, I'm working and like trying to explain it. But it's yeah, it's tough, man. So like if I if I need to get in the zone with editing, yeah, I gotta wake up at like five and just like because you can get super focused and get like a lot done oh, yeah. in that first couple hours of the day if you want. Oh yeah, dude, that's it. So I try to do that every morning and then I know right around seven o'clock or something, I'm going to hear this little knock at my door <laughs> yeah. and my daughter, my daughter's going to come in and she's going to, yeah. <laughs> and then she wants to sit on my lap and see what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and there's no way I can get anything done. You know, she's yeah. pulling stuff. She gets down, she's pulling arrows off of the shelf over here. Oh, like trying to, like it's just not so yeah yeah that's it's it's good times but it's also yeah it's tough and but then you know like if it were up to me i would go to bed at like 8 30 9 o'clock wake up at like four and work and then like you know what i mean but but then you know i gotta stay up because kids go to bed and then me and my wife like she gets mad at me if i just like all right peace out i'm going to bed you know at nine because that's our only time to hang out so it's like you just have to get used to like I used to like need like eight, nine hours of sleep and you just got to like get used to like operating on like six. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, <laughs> we're the same way. Um, that's the only time my wife and I get to hang out together, yep. you know, watch a show, even if it's just like for an hour. You know what yeah. I mean? Like once the kid goes to bed, we get to sit there, have have some alone time together. Yeah. Um, and then I usually fall asleep all every single night on her. <laughs> So, yeah, like, and they make you feel bad. Um, and like I yeah, remember yeah. growing up as a kid, like my dad, if he sat in the front of the TV for more than thirty minutes, he was out. And like now, I get it. And um, yeah. and I've been through seasons where I'm like, babe, I'm sorry, but I I I'm going to bed because I got to wake up early and edit or whatever. And like it might be okay for a week or two, but then you know it starts to yeah. they don't like it. No, well, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't like it either because yeah, I, I'm like I. You know, I actually I like my wife. You know what I mean? Like I, like, yeah, mine's alright. I'm just kidding. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. like my best friend. I want to spend some time with her. And like when the kids up, you never get that like uh, that just like uh, quality conversation between one another yeah. because the kid has no concept of that. No, like my daughter's three. I'm talking to my wife. She just comes up and starts yelling at me about something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I'm talking. Do you see that I'm talking right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that doesn't exist. No. Right? You know what I mean? Like she, she's like, you need to pay attention to her. So we never get that, right? So you gotta, yeah. yeah it, it's a balance, like you said, man. You gotta, you gotta balance stuff out, man. It's yeah, super man. important. So how have your, um, how's your uh, road to bow hunting stuff been performing? Because, uh, you know, different. I guess different people have different like kind of niches. I guess like. Um, I remember having this conversation with Dan Staten and he's like, I, I he's like, I like making hunt films, but you know, spend all this money, make this awesome hunt film, you know, it'll get, you know, X amount of views. And then I'll do like a, 
three minute tinkering on a bow site or something and that gets like mm-hmm. 10 times as many views have you seen yeah. uh people been responding well to that stuff or have you still see your films getting more traction so that is a very interesting question uh because <laughs> most of the people that um that i've talked to say what you just said they they say that yeah the 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 very raw um just kind of like working on your bow or your rifle or whatever like that that usually performs well um i think it's a a a recipe that makes some of these things perform well i think i think your thumbnail is very uh influential on that somebody clicks on your video it is um so dan uh for instance like dan has has gotten really good at that like he makes some pretty clicky thumbnails you Mm know um and uh, but for me personally, to, to not get off on a total tangent, for me personally, like that stuff performs well. But in all honesty, like the two videos I have on my YouTube that have done the absolute best are hunting films. Mm-hmm. And um, I so I don't know, you know, I, like I don't know if it's if it's uh, maybe I'm not good at doing the tinkering videos. Yeah. Um, Which two what? hunts are they? Uh, is so, one of them the uh, Idaho mule deer rifle hunt from last year? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then the other one is called Absolute, and that's an early archery mule deer hunt in Utah that I did. I solo. watched that one too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those two are the like have performed the best out of out of anything. Um. And like, but in terms of like, if I just like wiped the slate, and and just like took those away, um those gear videos usually do pretty well over time for me. Yeah. Like it might not blow up overnight, but like I'll go and check it like six months later and I go, Oh wow. You know, like, because I think it matters on when it comes out too. Right. Because like there's certain times a year that people are searching for backpack hunting tents. Mm -hmm. Right. Like maybe when you came out with that, there wasn't a lot of people looking for that, but then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? And I think that's what, that's what did so well for those two films is because I was able to really put a lot of time into those and put them out in a timely manner like that. Yeah. Both of those came out during those seasons. Yeah. So people were looking for those hunts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They were like, that's what they were into. They wanted to watch that stuff where right now I'm sitting on a bear film from Idaho that um, I can't release until September one. Uh, there's some stuff in there that's not out yet. So I need to kind of keep that under wraps until the stuff is out. Um, and I'm really curious to see how it performs. Oh yeah. Cause it, cause it's, it's going to come out not during the springtime. Right? right. And I cannot bring myself to wait a year. I know. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's so tough. Cause so I'm this season going, as you know, kind of a different route with the, instead of YouTube, I'm putting stuff on TV and I have to like submit my run order like months ago. And yeah, it's like this whole like math equation of like, when are people going to want to watch this? And like, so like my, you know, Mm -hmm. my mule deer hunt from November, you know, that's not going to air till end of October, November of like this coming fall. And it's like, so hard to wait on that stuff and i will release stuff you know digitally down the road but um the timing is very important because like you said the people people want to you know people are gearing up to go hunt mule deer they want to watch mule deer i'm the same way i'm exact like if i got a you know if i got a hunt coming up somewhere i want to watch 
someone hunting in that type of terrain and that species and stuff. So right. it's interesting. And timing is yeah, huge. It is. Um, I do think, though, that if you have an audience that is dedicated, like they're dedicated to you, you know, and they're paying attention to what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to watch stuff no matter what, what time of year it is. Yeah. So I guess, I guess like what you and I are talking about right now is kind of just like uh, what I would call organic traffic. Yeah. Right. It's not subscribers like necessarily. people just finding yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they go on YouTube and they type in, you know, spring bear hunting, you know, right. and, and you know, the whatever pops up. Um, I find myself doing that all year long because <laughs> I like bear hunting, but like <laughs> Well, we're we're hunting film nerds because we have to be. You know, well, I like it, dude. It's I like seeing stuff like that. I like I enjoy like there's some people like I've got some friends that make hunting films and they abstain from watching other people's content because they don't want to uh, influence them at all in what they're creating. But I think it's great because not only can like, like we're a community, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I enjoy, like, like if I see Hunter, you know, at the Hunt Expo, I want to be able to like come up to you and be like, dude, that was an epic film yeah, that you did. Totally. You know what I mean? And like be able to like talk about that. Yeah. And also, dude, what's wrong with, you know, uh, gaining a little bit of inspiration yeah. uh, here and there from other people. I gain inspiration for hunting films completely outside of the hunting industry. That's like good. completely. Like it might yeah. be in, uh, you know, like I watch a ton of like Peter McKinnon and, and Maddie yeah. Poja and stuff like that. Like getting ideas, like skateboarding films and, and just like totally. all that stuff. Like getting ideas for, for like transition shots or angles or stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's the only stuff that you're going to see. It keeps the, your juices flowing. I think when you're watching stuff like that. Yeah. So it's not that you're, you're like, Oh, I'm going to copy that person, nah. but maybe they did something that sparked something in your mind that yeah. was like, Oh man, you know what? I'm going to try this when I'm out next time. Yeah. I mean, dude, you it's, it's um, art and like all art yeah. is inspired by other art. You're not going to like, you're not going to come up with like some revolution. I mean, you might, but you're probably not going to come up with some, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. I mean, like, you're probably going to pull – so, I mean, I don't know. I, I find that argument kind of, for lack of a better term, lame. Because, <laughs> like, sure, it's sure. like a musician. Like, oh, I don't listen to music. I mean, I don't know. I think it's – for me, I like to look at a film, like, break it down. Like, what makes this – like, why, how did he – because it's – I'm a student of it. You know, I'm trying to get better. And, yeah. um, like, I just, I just finished my uh, Spring Bear rough cut, and I think it's one of the best ones I've ever put together – and I didn't even kill a bear. And, um, and that's just because I've been studying it and practicing it. And like, you know, I want to, I want to get better at it about telling the story. And, and, um, I don't know. It's, I think it's cool. Yeah, dude. There's all sort, and that's the other thing is like storytelling, right? Like getting ideas, like maybe, maybe you get, it doesn't have to be, um, like some camera angle that you get inspired by. It could be the way someone told a story. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and I think there's value there, you know, in like because then the hunting industry, uh, like I think people know this, but like the hunting industry is generally like years and years behind everything else. Mm. So, like, so like injecting some some like tricks or and stuff like that from other from other avenues usually is pretty fresh, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it did. 
just I'm gonna be totally honest with you. There's a lot of crap too. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there's a sure, lot sure. of crap. That's like I can't even watch this right now. Like, what is this? <laughs> and then there's some amazing stuff that I'm like, wow, that's good, dude. Did you watch? Speaking of amazing stuff, uh, I don't even care. This is like total free plug here for this for <laughs> the people that made this. Have you watched Sitka's new film? on uh i think it's called how far we've come oh with the father and daughter yeah 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 i did watch that dude dude they epic. Were, yeah yeah that was good that, that was that good. was epic dude and of course like like adam foss is behind the camera yeah you know always like always does incredible work yeah, but foss like is great. that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about like i like that's a really well done film yeah um and, and like they um, they they missed the kill shot, which usually I'd be like, ah, but like it was so character driven. It didn't even matter. Now yeah. I will say this and I want to get your thoughts on this. I think, I think in that film they didn't get the kill shot because it just happened that way. And the, sh- the Ram was super close. That's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. But I, okay. I do think that there are some companies, content creators, whatever, who and I get it to some extent but like want to minimize minimize the killing part and I mm-hmm. get that in certain circumstances I'm not you know whatever but I just don't want to see it like a slippery slope of like we're sterilizing it like mm-hmm. it's you know like at the end of the day we are going out to kill an animal and like I don't hide from that. Like it, it, it's it's also a style thing. Like I I put like slow mo zoomed in replays of kill shots. <laughs> like I like them. <laughs> I, I'm not shy about it. And some people are like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's it's kind of creatively hidden to like where it seems like maybe. But I think it's, a lot of times it's very intentional. And mm-hmm. I get that some shows have wanted to. Uh, you know, market themselves to non-hunters to be more palatable to mm-hmm. non-hunters, and th- there is a place for that, and, and that's okay. Sure. And I'm not like saying like, oh, you know, whatever. But at the same time, like, I, d- I just don't want to see us as an industry shying away from like showing the kill because I think that's a, a dangerous, slippery slope to, you know, thirty years from now, we're just going out and doing hiking films. Yeah, for sure. I so. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's interesting that that was your perspective on that. My perspective on that, that film is they did that on purpose. Okay. Um, that's, which if they did do that on purpose, I'm not a fan of that personally, but that's just me. Yeah, no, that's fine. I didn't have a, I I didn't have a problem with it, you know? Um, but now that hearing your perspective, I'm I'm like, oh wow. If the Ram was at 20 yards or whatever, maybe Adam didn't have time. He'd like, he couldn't turn around. I I think she said like he was at 17 yards or something. And I I kind of thought maybe he just couldn't like physically without spooking the Ram. And that's fine. And like, but at the same time, like I said, I I just, I don't want to see the hunting industry pandering so much to the other side to where like, we're afraid to show kill shots. I think that's a a dangerous direction. Absolutely. I, I think um, I like them, too. I, I, I do, man. Like, I think it's like this moment of reflection, especially you make a good shot. You like it's like, oh, man, you know, you you like that moment right there. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 kept it together. Your marksmanship was on point. 
You know what I mean? And yeah. all that work you did before the hunt pays off right here, you know, and with a quick, with a quick and clean uh, kill. Um, the thing that I don't like personally is when it's done uh, not tastefully. Like there's some stuff out there I, where like, you know, people are showing animals just suffering, yeah. you know, like, uh, like, like replays of it too. And I'm like, why are you doing like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like to watch that. Like when yeah. I'm in the field, you know, if like, if I make like a bad shot or something like that and I have to watch something, I don't like that. I'm going to go over there and try to put another bullet or arrow in sure. them instead of sitting there like, Oh, let me get the, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but it, yeah, no, I, so I agree with you, but then I also like, I, I get it to a point. I think yeah. there needs to be, I think we need to be careful, uh, Hunter, you know what I mean? Like, um, this stuff is a, uh, no matter if somebody's doing it on purpose or not, like you're painting a picture for hunters. And like, if one person sees, you know, this person really focusing on like this bear or deer or whatever, saying they're flopping around suffering. Sure. Yeah. That doesn't paint a good picture for you. No. And uh, yeah. And it I, doesn't I paint a, a real, good picture for me. Any real hunter doesn't get satisfaction from an animal suffering. I mean, we, yeah, the best, I mean, obviously there's probably, there's bad actors out there, of course, but, um, sure, any sure. true good hunter, in my opinion, and I'm sure you'd agree. I know you'd agree, you know, wants to see a quick, clean, ethical yep. kill. Um, I just don't, I just don't want to see it minimized either to the point where it's like, we're scared to show it or something. And it's like sanitizing yeah. it or something. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's a part of it, man. Hunting is a, not a clean sport, mm. you know, or a clean sport. That's, that's a weird way to put it. Uh, like a, um, it, it, it's not clean, right? Like so, sometimes yeah. stuff happens. You are, we are trying to, uh, purposefully kill something right mm -hmm. on like, and that's not always clean. Sometimes it's, it's like on off switch. Other times it takes a little bit, you know, yeah. and it's all part of it. Uh, so, so to your point, I think, you know, the other side of it, the complete other side of it is that, you know, somebody that's not into hunting maybe watches your film or, or, you know, somebody's film and sees this like just absolutely perfect. Like, I don't like the, the bear I shot in this past spring. Mm -hmm. It was so like lights out, like yeah. no, nothing weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hit him, Boom. Done. Someone Your sees that. Buck was first... like that too. Wasn't he? He just like dropped, didn't he? Yeah. 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 So like somebody sees that and it's like, and they don't know about hunting and it's like, Oh, that's how, that's what happens. That's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then if they go out and they're shaking like a leaf, they make a bad shot. They might get turned off to hunting entirely because they weren't aware yeah. of when things aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's important to show all that stuff. But I mean, I just, just with some taste, you know what I mean? Let's just yeah. me personally. Like, I, I just feel like, like be respectful, you know, there's nothing wrong with showing everything, but be respectful about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Absolutely. Though. Yeah. Um, it's interesting kind of conversation um so you got a film in full draw right now don't you no <laughs> no <laughs> no i had i had a film in full draw last year uh okay. and and this year like it was like super last minute and uh, i was talking to those guys and they're like yeah put you and they wanted me to put my koozier film in there again 
Um, but it was, my coos film is like 30 minutes long and for full draw, you have to, uh, it's gotta be like 16 minutes, something yeah. like that. So, so I'd have to cut quite a bit out of it and I just didn't have time yeah. to like, that's so hard to do cut all that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah. I think I'm going to skip this year. Maybe I can get something next year with you guys, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So real quick though, back to the Sitka film. Um, what, what do you think made that? a great film other than like the visuals were captured well uh it was the the story was was compelling to me like i know um like just like her and her dad that 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 kind of hit me you know what i mean like i felt that yeah um and i wish i could get my dad to do a hunt like that with me Yeah, no, you you know, you get older and, you know, I used to hunting for me when I was a kid, it was all with my dad. Mm, Um, and now I, I don't think I've hunted with my dad in two, three years, maybe four. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, that, that, that kind of hit me, you know what I mean? Is like, man, you know, I, I, I miss that. You know, I miss being able to hunt with my dad and stuff like that. But, um, you know, things are what they are. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I really liked that. And then that paired, like, the emotion, too, man, it was raw in there. Mm-hmm. Like, she was emotional. He was emotional. You could see, like, they weren't, like, they they weren't referring to some script. Yeah. Like, they are speaking from the heart. And I think that makes the best stuff. And then Adam with his camera work on top of that, it was yeah. emotional. You know what I mean? Like how just like the angles that he got and like the visuals he got with them in camp, the 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 variety of wide, medium, tight that he incorporated, like all of that. It wasn't it it, it was interesting visually. Yeah. Um, which was which just added like not only did you have a compelling story, but you also had a, had compelling camera work. And you put those two things together, you got a pretty compelling film. Yeah. You know, so um, that's that's another thing for me was the was was the story and stuff. Yeah, man. Did you see um, did you see the ca- the new Cameron Haynes uh, film? What's it called? <laughs> dude. Oh, yeah, dude. It was rad. Uh, that was next Once level. Wolves. Yeah. It was so sick, dude. Yeah. It, it was, was so level. sick. Yeah. I feel it like really there's got to be a sequel to that, though. The way it ended. Don't you feel like they're going to do another one? Dude, I. I know that I heard them on a podcast talking about they were already planning like another film. I don't know if it's going to be grizzly focused or what. Yeah. Um, But uh, like if it was, I know Cam, like he's he's been talking about going and doing doll sheep again forever. And I, I think it would be an epic film for him to go to pioneer. Cause I think Roy, his buddy Roy, I think that's where he passed was pioneer Mm. peak. Yeah. I might be wrong there. Sorry if I'm wrong there. If anyone's listening, uh, but I think that would be epic. You know, do yeah. do something else like that. But yeah, no, dude. Uh, what's 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 the homeboy behind the camera? Brandon um, Shockey. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, so good. Yeah, yeah. So good, man. There's some. That was cool. I watched that with uh, Luke. Do you know Luke Dusenberry? I don't know. Uh, I've never met Luke. Okay. Uh, I know who Luke is, but I, we've never spoke before. I don't think. Yeah, um, we watched it together after our bear hunt. Um, I don't know. I just I like 
I like guys like him. Um, and then, you know, uh, Brian Call, too. Like, he's very much a student. Like, it's it's very interesting talking to him about hunt films and stuff because he, he watches everything, and he really mm-hmm. breaks it down and really thinks about it and analyzes it. And, like, um, I kind of was in that camp before of, like, not watching a lot of stuff, but then kind of listened to him talk about it and realizing, like, Hey, this is how you get better at, you know, you, you, you watch stuff, yeah. you analyze it, you know, and, um, now I, I really love it. So, um, but yeah, speaking of bear season, you had a pretty good one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like it was a little better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said the other day on a podcast that I like, I, uh, I threw a hail Mary and called you like, dude, trying to get some help yeah. because yeah, yeah, we just, we just hit roadblock after, I mean, Literally, we hit a lot of closed roads. We hit. Um, mm-hmm. I think I told you I almost drowned going across a river on a pack raft, and Luke was like, yeah, yeah. "I don't think it's worth it, man." So we that was like one of three crossings. So we we went somewhere else, and then um, just challenge after challenge after challenge, and um, and the biggest mistake I think we made was the first area we went to. It was very good. I found it just by e-scouting. It was very good country, mm-hmm. but I think we were a little late in there because of the elevation. Okay. There was no water up high. The snow line was a couple thousand feet above where we were, and uh, okay. but still, that was the only place we saw a bear the entire time, and stupid mm-hmm. us, we left a spot we saw a bear to go find bears mm-hmm. and then it just set us off yeah. on this like downward spiral of misery. <laughs> yeah. The bears, the bear thing is hard, man. Uh, a lot of people, uh, they just, they just move around too much from what I, you know, have, have gathered and bear hunting is one of those things while like, you're, you're not dealing with herds of bears, right? right? Like there's not, you know what I mean? They're, like, you might be sitting on a hillside then like, Oh, 20 elk pop out. That's not going to happen with black bears. Right. Okay. Like, like you're dealing with a lot less animals. So it takes, if you think about it, it takes a lot more time mm-hmm. to actually see one. If one is hanging out, a couple of them are hanging out in a basin or a Canyon, you know, this big black animal or whatever, like it might, it might sound like they'll pop like a sore thumb, but I promise you those animals can disappear Dude, very easily. They can. Um, and that's how it always goes is you're, you know, you're sitting there and maybe four hours goes by and then all of a sudden down below you, one is just standing there and you didn't even need your binoculars to see him. He pops just like you thought, but he was down below you the entire time and you didn't know it. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing with bear hunting. Like it's like 90% just boredom and 10% chaos, you know? (laughs) Um, and, uh, and, and a lot of people, you know, it, it, like you don't get a lot of visual and positive reinforcement when you're looking for black bears, yeah. especially like and, and same thing with sign. You know, you walk around the hills, you find deer and elk sign all over the place. Black bear sign, though, a little harder to come by. Mm-hmm. You know, I dude, I nerd out, man. I find a pile of bear scat. I'm like down there rooting around in it with a stick and stuff like that, like taking pictures of it. Yeah. And it's like like I find like bear tracks. I absolutely love finding bear tracks and stuff. But that stuff is a lot harder to find. So which leads people down these paths of nothing because they never give an area time to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And the hard part about in the springtime is that 
one could pop out at any time during the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you really have to like look at an area and be like, okay, does this check all the boxes of what a bear needs? Mm -hmm. Right. Am I looking in the right area uh, from where I'm standing? And what I mean by that is like, am I looking at the green hillsides? Is there grass? Is there water yeah. down beneath me somewhere? Uh, where's the snow line out? Just like you were saying. Um, have I seen any bear sign? Have I hunted this before and seen bears here before during this time of year? Um, all this stuff comes into play, you know? And I think that all helps you decide like whether you should stay in an area or not with bear hunting. I think it's a good idea. Like if you haven't seen anything in an hour, maybe move and change angles a little bit. But honestly, I've, I'll sit and I'll usually in, like in Idaho, like I'll sit in one spot all day. Yeah. Like literally, but that's because I know I have history with that spot. Right. You know, that right. It holds so, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so if you're, if you're new to a spot, I think an hour is like a good play, you know, hmm. like hour move, hour move. Even if you moving means you're looking at the same country from a different angle. Yeah. Right. Cause there's a lot of little folds and stuff like that, that those bears can disappear in. Um, yeah, it could be just like right, right over a ridge from you, you know, and you didn't know. Yeah. I think the other thing that I realized after the fact, cause I'm always analyzing like what I did wrong, what I may have done differently next time. I feel like I may have like fallen back too much on my like whitetail hunting roots where it's like get to a spot and stay there until you see mm -hmm. something. Um, mm -hmm. And like you just said, I mean, you're talking about moving. So it, it's, and, and I'm always trying to figure out how to be a better Western hunter. It's such a different thing. And it, I think it's a combination of kind of falling back on that kind of, mentality mm -hmm. and also be honest call myself out here a little bit a little bit of laziness um okay. you know it's easy to get it there on because i found we found a really good glassy knob mm -hmm. and we sat there for you know a day and a half and that was kind of what we do whereas if i'm doing it again you know maybe sit there half the day and then you know just not yeah. like completely move spots but like go sure. down go down and go up one more ridge and look over on that side you know yeah. or don't move camp the next day and go a different side of the unit hike two miles down and look in there like i just it was like okay i've been sitting here for a day and a half i didn't see anything we got to completely move everything and go to a different spot and so yeah, yeah. that's where i think another way that i kind of screwed up yeah that that i mean that area you sent me i mean there was a lot of country in there yeah you and that I mean? was my There's original no plan was go in a couple miles. If it wasn't happening, go in a little deeper and keep working yep. down that drainage. And that would have been probably a really good plan, but I, I just abandoned it too quickly, I think. And, and we, instead of making small, like micro moves, we made like a cross the state move, which was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you live and learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, I've done, you know, when I was first starting out bear hunting, I think the, the, the bear thing is like you, you need to trust that you're looking at the right stuff yeah. is what it is. I think, and then I think that's one of the hardest things for people to grasp is it is to be like, because it's kind of, it's a mental thing, right? Like you're looking at country, you're like, okay, there's food, there's water, there's, there's kind of intermixed dense timber for them to bed down. It's steep and nasty. It's rocky. This deserves a look. 
right? Like this deserves time. Um, rather than just looking at a spot and second guessing yourself and being like, yeah. ah, I mean, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you really have to put stock into, um, the, the habitat and like yeah. what you're looking at, like, does it, does it fit the bill? Right. Yeah. And if it fits the bill, put some time into it, Yeah, you know, put some time into it and, and, uh, worst come to worst, you don't see anything, but, yeah. and, and that's hunting dude. Yeah. Like, you, like you, you're not going to see something every single time you go out. Yeah. You know, so and and throughout those times of not seeing anything, I truly hope that like people like kind of log that and be like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. You know, I I learned so much more from a hunt where like that, like than a successful one. Yeah. And I mean, I I will say, you know, I I did make a lot of mistakes, but I think finding that spot just from e-scouting actually was pretty good. Like, I think that was yeah, a pretty no. good spot. <laughs> yeah, you went in there and you found you found what you were looking for. You just left. Yeah, <laughs> I left <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> what a so, dummy. So, like, yeah. I'm sure, like, ne- like next year, dude, you should go, go to that same spot just, a little earlier. Yeah, just stay, man. Just stay yeah. back there and learn it. You know what I mean? There's so much country yeah. uh, to to be seen. You know, like, um, and 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 you know what? It takes time. You know, sure. it takes time for them to come out, you know, because bears are going to do whatever the heck bears are going to want to do. Yeah. So I got I got lucky. I um, well, I got two previous years in the spot I was in. So I kind of like knew, you know, there's going to be bears there. Mm-hmm. But we we got packed in, um, saw my first mountain goat uh, the first oh, cool. evening. Never saw a mountain goat before. That was awesome. Uh, no, no bears. But I knew darn well, you know, I've seen a like I don't know how many bears in that area yeah so got up next morning we saw a bear 7 30 in the morning i think um and but you, you put this hunt out because i've seen it no no it's not out yet nope maybe i watched an old one i thought it was... no okay. i sent i i sent i sent you a, a trailer i think yeah i've seen something because it was with you yeah. and um late to the game right yeah, so that that's out. That's from last year. Okay, but then I thought I saw something from this hunt. This I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just mixing it in my head, but or maybe <laughs> I like you told me the story and I filled it in with old footage or something in my brain. Maybe that <laughs> might be what happened. Yeah, I mean I do a lot of bear hunts too, so it kind of gets maybe gets you know mixed up. But like, yeah, um, yeah, spot a beautiful color. I knew he wasn't a big bear, but we went and got um, set up on him, and that took. Gosh, we had to do. We had to go down 800 feet to get water, come back, or sorry, go down 400 feet, get water, come back up 400 feet, go up 1,000 foot, cross over yeah. um, like three quarters of a mile, down 1,000 foot to get into position where we could see him from. Finally, he comes out just like just like you should. Got to drop down more, shoot him 500, pretty much 500 yards on the nose. He drops. We got to drop down another like... 1300 feet or something like that yeah something crazy got him taken care of had to go back up 2200 feet you know where an avalanche happened yeah like as we were coming up the ridge in the dark which was super scary tell me about that um we're just like in the dark we just hear to our right in this shoot and just see like clouds of smoke coming uh snow coming down we're like oh my gosh that's wild yeah so did you um, send me a rough cut I sent I sent you a, uh, a the teaser. I don't know okay. if I sent you the whole film. Not sure. But um, I can't I'll wait to, to see it, man. I'll try to 
do that. Yeah, no, I'm stoked on it, man. Um, really, really proud of it. Uh, and I, I'm, uh, I got another sweet fall bear hunt planned this year in Arizona that we're going yeah. in deep and it's going to be eight or nine days, but this time I'm doing it with my bow. So I'm sure it's not going to last, uh, 48 hours like this one did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, not. Um, yeah. dude, is, do you have, is that a pet reptile behind you? I see a heat lamp. Oh yeah. What is yeah. that? That is a, he's not out. There, there it is right there. Uh, that is a uh, carpet python. Oh, okay. I've had snakes yeah. and I've had bearded dragons. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, man. My first pet ever was a Florida king snake. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. dude. I've been like, ever since I can remember, dude, ever since I was a little kid, I've just been like obsessed with reptiles. I Me just too. tell my wife, I was just telling my wife yesterday, I'm like, we need to figure out how to fit more reptiles in the house. one of those weird herptology guys no i literally like when i'm hunting and i see or anywhere if i see a snake i like have to go pick it up i don't know why yeah like i have to no yeah we used to we used to go uh in a long time ago we would drive roads here in the desert uh, like real late at night and the snakes will come out on the blacktop yeah, we'd catch them and take pictures of rattlesnakes and all sorts of stuff, oh, wow. you know, that we'd yeah, find out like, on the blacktop. You're in the best, like, snake-catching place ever, or, like, one of them. Yeah, 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 they're here. Um, <laughs> they're here so here's sure. my, um, since you're, here's my coos deer from this year. Oh, sweet, dude. It's not yeah, bad, huh? It's a great buck. Yeah, it's a great buck. The other dudes shot, like, freaking giants and were, like, making me feel like, you know, a dork for shooting this thing. But I was like, he's not bad. No, that's a great buck, man. So what um what hunts you got lined up for this year? So I have um hang hanging out at home until August and I have a early season high country mule deer hunt in Utah. Ooh. Uh gonna go do that. Same hunt I did in Absolute that that uh film I mentioned, mm-hmm. going back to the same area. Um and then a week later I leave for a, another high country mule deer hunt i drew a colorado tag oh cool uh yeah so i'm psyched to go there that's where i killed like years ago i killed my first high country buck there so i'm getting to go back to the same spot have you checked your mail today no because my colorado tag came in the mail today but i'm oh really my i'm returning it though oh really my my bear tag showed up yesterday my colorado bear tag yeah i got that too kind of like as a secondary thing you know if i fill out early i can go over to another spot and Mm -hmm. hunt some bears but um then i drew a um a late season archery elk tag in arizona oh cool um so pumped for that good year to have an elk tag because our moisture has been just off the charts here yeah oh Um, yeah dude yes i am excited yeah yeah it's been yeah you too you got new mexico right i drew yeah Yeah. i drew uh i've been talking about a lot but yeah i drew a really good muzzleloader tag in new mexico which yeah crazily will be my first time ever hunting elk and it's like this insanely good tag (laughs) yeah i mean you're just gonna get like a big false perception of what elk hunting is (laughs) (laughs) get so spoiled but then and then immediately after that hunt i'm driving to montana and doing general rifle elk in montana so that'll be a little more like normal i feel like yeah there you go. Yeah. yeah and then, uh, so, so actually, yeah, I skipped October. I'm doing a big 
backpack hunt for bears with my bow and then january will be coozier like like nice. usual so. yeah man That's what awesome. about you so yeah i got um i'm going to alaska at the end of august to try yep. to kill a caribou um that's gonna be a cool we're going up a river and then we're gonna hunt and then float out um and then we got that and then i'm not doing anything in the month of september which feels really weird but i i got that i drew a colorado muzzleloader antelope tag at the end of september mm. which is i kind of put in for it as a backup because i knew you could return tags in colorado so I actually am going to return that one um, just because it's I just can't squeeze another trip in. Um, but then I got these two elk tags kind of back-to-back in October. So I'm doing a little mini elk tour, I'm calling it. I'm going to um, go. do that in New Mexico. It's only a five-day season. And then as soon as I'm done with that, drive up to Montana, hunt that. And then uh, – so that will be like a, long, a longer trip, but it's – it'll save me kind of going back and forth. Um, and then, uh, then I'll only be home for like five days. Then I'm going out to Oregon to try to kill a Columbia blacktail with Luke. There you go. That'll be my last deer slam subspecies. Hopefully. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, nice, and dude. I feel like it's a, it's a cool, it's an over the counter hunt and it's, um, kind of under, I don't know. I don't see a lot of cool blacktail films, so hopefully we'll get a cool, a cool blacktail mm-hmm. film out of that, and then and I think they're just beautiful deer. Um, and then I and then nothing until I'm gonna go to West Texas and try to kill an Audad right after the expo. So I'm gonna go to the expo and then drive down yeah. to Texas and try to shoot an Audad, and then I'll do spring cool. bear again, and hopefully it won't kick my butt quite as bad. But have you ever done? Last question. Have you ever done this Arizona? like summer elk hunt Arizona summer elk hunt are you are you, are you referring to like an over the over the counter thing we have yes no is Never that like a secret <laughs> no it's not like it takes place in real like low density type areas yeah. and um i mean I, i've seen people be successful on it but it's just not yeah, I heard it's like a one percent success rate, super tough hunt. Um, yeah, but my friend uh, Julie McQueen, um, the she's like the president of Carbon TV or whatever. She went out there and shot a bull like in velvet. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. It's wow. not. I like some people like th- that. So over the counter elk tag. Just saying that. Yeah. Uh, Wrong perception for this hunt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not what people are going to think. Like, people have, like, contacted me and be like, oh, you guys have over-the-counter elk tags. I'm like, nah, I mean, just not really. Like, it's not what you think It's probably like that for a reason. Yes. You can can absolutely – if you want to pay the money to come out here and and do that, go ahead. But it is – it's, like, low-density areas. It's usually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're usually near – near cities hmm. um so they're more like they're trying to like get elk out of certain areas i think from what <laughs> i understand interesting um yeah but I, I mean i like i said i've known people that's been successful on it but like there's guides like you can like you can like get a hold of an outfitter and they have a hundred percent success rate on that hunt 
Yeah. So, it's, but it's just like a knowing where that small amount of elk is. Yeah. And you can go, you can go and do that, but it's not like, oh, I'm doing right, over right, the counter right. elk. It's not. It's. <laughs> and plus, you got to hunt stuff. the desert in like July, so that can't. That's just awful. Yeah. yeah. I've I've done a fair amount of tromping around in August because we have a. So we have an early season deer hunt, uh, which overlaps with, uh, it kind of runs in tandem with our, uh, fall bear hunt, uh, which is also fall Turkey is there like an over the counter Turkey thing is going on at that time mm-hmm. too. So, um, it's a super hot time of year, man. You know what I mean? Like spending the long yeah. days out there. I mean, 16 hours sitting there on a glassing knob from sun up, sundown, getting chewed on by mosquitoes. Like it's, yeah. it, it can, it can be brutal. It can also be really nice, you know, yeah. if you get some monsoon storms, but, um, yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Yeah. I just, I saw my friend doing that. I was like, that's crazy. But, um, but then I reached out to somebody and they like kind of filled me in like how hard it is and how low the success rates are and stuff. But, but anyway, man, yeah. um, well, this has been a, a really fun conversation. I enjoyed talking to you again. Yeah, man. So where can people go if they don't already know? Which they probably do, but if they want to check out some of your films, what's the best way to find you? Yeah, if they want to check out films, go just go to YouTube, search Dialed In Hunter, and you'll find my channel, and all my stuff will pop up. Nice. Um, I'm on all the social platforms. If people want to get a hold of me and chat, I like chatting with people. Um, just search Dialed In Hunter. Um, and then – um, I wrote a book a couple of years back. If people want to check it out, mm-hmm. it's called Becoming a Backpack Hunter, and that's on Amazon. If you want to check that out, nice. Yeah, cool, man. Well, um, and yeah, you can probably see some of Josh's articles. We're all over the place. Magazines, Go Hunt, like all over the place. Yeah, I, yeah. I try to get around, man. I've been I've been doing a lot of writing for Deer Junkie, uh, Onyx Maps. I've been doing contributing to them quite a bit. Um, and then uh, write for EXO, contribute yeah. to their uh, journal and stuff. Yeah, nice. and then a couple of magazines here and there. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, Dylan told me to tell you hi. Dylan. Dawson. Why do I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know too many. Dude, like my phone has like four or five Dylans in it. Oh, does it? <laughs> and and they all like like they all spell their name like it's like slightly different. <laughs> you know what i mean like this yeah. one is d d y l and then this one's yeah. d i l and then this one's d i l l i n and then this one's o n like gosh dude oh yeah is Dil- it dylan dylan in my phone is dylan onyx dowson yeah yeah, yeah yeah and your your buddy uh flint media he's dylan too right yes yeah that's what i thought yeah so yeah that is confusing so but, um yeah yeah man Cool, man. Well, um, yeah, it was good talking to you, dude. Enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's catch up after season. I'm looking forward to hearing about your your elk tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Everybody. Right,